Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Daniel. And I'm Emily. And yeah, this week we are welcomed by Emily, a member of the Louisiana Tech bowling team. Hi, all. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, highest I mean, ranked team on campus, really. right? <laughs> highest, yeah. <laughs> We're we're in uh, we're in the presence of greatness here. Yeah, we're we're a podcast that's ranked somewhere in the thousands. You're a bowling program ranked somewhere in the single digits. I think you're the yeah. the leader here. I appreciate it. Somewhere in the thousands, huh? Like uh, on what list? There are or a like, lot of podcasts now. Podcast? We're not a true crime tech podcast, so that kind of hurts us. Honestly, yeah. if we're ranked in the thousands, I think that's a pretty good, pretty great ranking to have. If it's the thousands in terms of tech podcasts, mm, <laughs> yeah. not great, not great. But yeah, so this week again, we're welcomed by Emily to talk about bowling, but almost especially because we tried to talk about bowling through this past season and failed miserably. <laughs> uh, our podcast that week was titled What's a Baker Score? Because we tried to look into what bowling was and saw it had to do with Baker scores and tried to figure out what Baker scores were. were and yeah. again, what? failed miserably. <laughs> I have bowled in like in a in a league, a sanctioned league, and everything. And I was I was the one trying to take point on that, and I still failed miserably. So hopefully, we've done can... some research. So <laughs> hopefully, Emily can help us out a little I bit. I typed into um, Google, "What is Baker score?" and it gave me more questions than answers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, essentially, I guess to answer that question, um, basically, a Baker score is where, for us at least, you have five people. And you have like the first person bowls, the first and then the sixth frame. And you have two and seven. It just kind of repeats. So all five and all five essentially bowl twice in one game. Um, so you guys were, I think, close on that, if I remember right from that podcast. <laughs> so when it says like best of seven Baker match, I remember right. that confusing me. Do, yeah. do you have any insight about that? Yeah. So basically best of seven is where you'll bowl basically each baker game is for a point and so you're competing against another team and that's oh. like competition and so basically whoever has the higher score for that one game gets a point and so you're trying to get to four points out of seven gotcha. and so it's just continuous baker games so say one group rolls a 150 and roll one group rolls a 190 the 190 gets the point but then it can obviously with momentum changes and different things it can just go back and forth and we're known to going to all seven games. So, <laughs> okay. So, so going to all seven happens a lot. Yeah, it shouldn't, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about like, what is, what has been your experience, you know, being a student athlete at tech? Like how, how is that? We weren't, none of us were student athletes. So yeah, band doesn't actually count for this one. I don't think. Yeah. Hey, I mean, some people, yeah, some people like to say band is a sport, but no, come let's on. be we're honest. All, it's we're not all band so. people here, but band, <laughs> band is not a sport. So. Right. So, I mean, being college athlete, it keeps you very busy because we work out three days a week at 6am usually. And then we have practice five days a week. Um, so it does keep you busy. Plus with the tech being on, you know, the quarter system and everything, trying to find time for your classes. Some of us have on the side jobs, whether we work at the bowling center or have something else entirely. Um, we're pretty busy. And that's been one big thing with being a student athlete. That's probably pretty common. Um, but it's been a lot of fun making just memories from traveling and 
getting to go see different parts of the country because last season we had one event in Pennsylvania. I think that was last season, maybe it was sophomore year, but um, but we've gone to so many different places and it's been really cool to just try different food and bowl in different bowling centers. Cool. So you said you practice five days a week. Like what is, take me inside of a bowling practice as somebody who bowls like for fun in a league on like Wednesday night right. and never so, practices. <laughs> right. So we um, usually practice at um, like 7 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for about usually two hours. Um, coach will either have something planned out for us, like a kind of like a schedule, what we're going to do that day, or we'll just do like competitions with each other, whether it's individual games or Baker competition, just to kind of build like team bonding or even just seeing team chemistry. Cause coach focuses a lot on that, of that being just a big thing that he wants. Cause if someone's doing well and someone can follow up with that, you know, that's a really big, important thing. Um, but sometimes we'll do even individual stuff with coach or some of us are starting to learn like each other's games and everything too, to where we're able to still continue to help each other and like adjust on the lanes with whatever we're doing. We work on spares a lot. That's just something you have to do. Um, yeah, that's so are they setting up know. like, like specific shots for you to take like a, you know, work on your not seven ten split. Probably you don't work <laughs> on that very often, but you know, like, are you practicing spares a lot or are you yeah. working on like refining your, your strike ball or ha- it's shooting on a different little bit patterns? Of everything. Um, okay. It's a little bit of everything. Um, we do practice spares. We usually, a lot of the time we'll set up the back row, which is the seven, eight, nine, ten, And we'll just shoot at each one individually to work on accuracy. Oh, that's cool. Um, we'll do that. Cause we'll try to like go down and back without like hitting another pin or throwing oh. it in the gutter. Um, so we'll work on accuracy. Um, so we work your goal on, on like your first shot is to, is to knock down the seven, but not any of the other ones. Correct. Yeah. Oh, and so basically okay. you throw cool. eight shots to try and go down and back essentially. Um, that's oh. something that we'll do. Um, and then we'll also work on like parts of our physical game. Cause the more consistent your physical game is, the more, ac- more likely you are to be accurate, like throwing your shot. Um, so what does that what does that mean exactly? Work on your physical game. <laughs> um, so I guess like for me, something that I've been working on recently is my release, and your release happens within milliseconds. And so trying to just refine that to where your th- like for me, your thumb has to come out at like a certain spot around your ankle for you to just be able to get any kind of rotation on the ball with your wrist. And so that is something that I've been working on is like getting that consistent, which is very hard to do with how fast it's going if that makes sense yeah yeah that's really cool so how how hard is it for you to like make a minor adjustment you know like to your release is it like you go watch the video and you say oh i need to like you know release it a millisecond early like you said and then the next shot you've got it or is it like something you have to kind of get a feel for and make a bunch of mistakes you know and watch the video to figure out exactly what to do yeah, there, it's definitely um, been a work in progress because I've been using actually a wrist brace to help me because my wrists aren't the strongest. And so it helps kind of keep you in a more consistent position. Um, okay. So that's been kind of helpful to just have that. So it's one less thing to kind of think about. Um, but most people say that it usually takes like 500 to 1,000 shots to get something right. And so until you do it right, like all those numbers are times. 
it may not be right away. Um, wow. Okay. That's just something. Yeah. So we do a lot of drills too. Is something we work on to just kind of break things down to a more like minute process, I guess. Um, work so on a specific a lot, thing. Yeah, more specific, or just be able to work on something more specific. Like I to work on my release, I've been doing a lot of like one step drills. Just basically, you do the like kind of last part of your approach with just the slide. And so that's been very helpful for me to then just go look at the video because it's less to kind of, you know, fast forward through and everything. Um, but it's really easy to just then be like, OK, that, you know, is probably all right versus, OK, that was garbage or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kinda, yeah, go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. You, you said that like you do the, the practices five times a week. and You also said you do workouts like three times a week. What kind of workouts like help when it comes to bowling? Uh, so we do a lot of total body, um, workouts. Um, but a lot of, sometimes we do stuff that's like also like more specific to one side of our body. Cause obviously when we bowl, um, at least for right handers, we use like obviously the balls in our right hand and then we slide on our left leg. Um, and then for left handers, it's the opposite. And so our sport is very one side dominant than the other. Um, and so we try to sometimes do workouts that just try to help even that out. And so that way we're not completely strengthening everything just one way. Um, but we'll do a lot of it is total body to where we're just trying to do like general fitness stuff to be able to just last the whole day. Because in our tournaments, we're going for possibly eight hours a day in a bowling center standing. And so you just kind of have to be able to. Standing and throwing a heavy ass up. ball, right? I mean, like that's. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're bowling yeah. for eight hours. That's Possibly, that's great. Yeah. Like, like I bowl three games and I'm like, oh shit, man, I'm tired. So <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, you need. It's like, definitely it, mentally exhausting too. So oh yeah, I bet. You, you said heavy ass ball too, Evan. Um, what's like again? Only knowing bowling from going to the bowling alley like once right. a year to go play with friends. Uh, what size ball is it? Like per person, use a different weight, or is there kind of like a general? Most people on the on the team use a particular weighted yeah. ball. Um, most of us on the team use 15 pounds. Um, one of our player, a couple of our players sometimes will use 14 to get some strength and then they'll go back up to 15. We had one of our players, Allie, um, she used to use 16, but I believe she's back at 15 now. Um, but yeah, most people who bowl on a regular basis are usually using 15 or 16 pound bowling balls. So, did, oh, so I need to set my game up from the eight pound ball that I use every time I go. <laughs> we also want to be careful with that, though, because our bowling balls are drilled specifically to us, with it, whether it being our flexibility in our hand, our flexibility just even in our knuckles and like our hand span. So some of that has to get taken into account um, with your bowling balls. It takes getting used to for sure, because when I first started bowling, I started at eight pounds and had to build up and all of that up to where I'm at now. So. So what is your personal best score? Like, not necessarily just at Tech, but in, in any game. Uh, I've had one 300 in practice. Okay. Um, which, you know, doesn't count for anything fancy with the little 300 rings or anything. Um, it counts for us. Hey, it still happened. Yeah, it's impressive <laughs> um, to us. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. Um, but then I've also, I think I've had a sanction 290. Well, that was years ago. And then. Would you um, miss in that game? Do you remember? Well, for 290, it's usually you spare you have like a nine spare and then you strike the rest of the way oh, out right, right, is right, usually right. how okay. it happens yeah um so odds are is probably a 10 pin mm. um <laughs> brutal um but i've also i think had a 288 in college that was my nice. freshman year um 
other Smyrna tournament, I believe. So is that yeah. Smyrna, Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. I used to live right by there. <laughs> yeah, we have a tournament there every year. Vanderbilt hosts a, hosts a tournament there every year. So. So, yeah. So can you talk about like collegiate bowling, like in general, like who are Tech's rivals? Like, who are you going up against on a, you know, regular basis? Right. Because so it's not the same as like football and basketball yeah. where like we yeah, hate we're not playing it. FIU every yeah. other year. Who are we supposed <laughs> to hate in bowling? Like, <laughs> you know. Oh, so we are part of the Southland Conference, which has Vanderbilt, Sam Houston, SFA, Youngstown, Tulane, um, Valpo. Youngstown? uh, Youngstown State, yeah. I might be missing Tulane, if I didn't mention them. Youngstown State is in Ohio, so that's why I'm like confused that it's in the Southland yeah, Conference. Yeah, Bowling is very weird when it comes to its conferences. We're not as geographically right <laughs> around one spot because not because so, there's not many schools that have collegiate bowling. But yeah, so collegiate. I mean, our probably biggest rival is probably Vanderbilt, if not Sam Houston State. Doesn't Arkansas yeah, State or something compete in the Southland? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Arkansas State. That's probably the one I'm missing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, with us being or having been ranked fifth in February, and then I think we're ranked ninth now for postseason. Um, basically, the top 25 schools get ranked, and so those I would say are our biggest competition because um, they are ranked. They're usually all pretty good. Um, the top 10 I know is really good as well. Um, so either Nebraska and Arkansas are the ones that went to the t- were the top two at NCAA championships this year. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember there was some talk. There was like two postseason tournaments last year, if I remember right, that Tech competed in. Correct. Um, yeah. So what were the differences between the two? Because like to me, it was like here's the collegiate one, and here's the one that's also collegiate. Right. So, like, two playoffs felt weird from someone who's not following bowling very well. Right. So, NCAA championships was hosted differently than it normally would have been due to COVID. Because um, normally you'd have, like, a regional kind of play-in, um, and then the final four would go to, like, the championship site. But they did it completely differently, taking the top 16 and just doing the regional and then the finals, like, all in the same place. And so you basically had to win your regional to then go to the top four and then have a chance at the championship. Um, And that was all, I think, best of, I think you had individual games and best of seven at that. We didn't do super well. So I honestly don't quite remember the format for that one. Um, And then you have USBC um, intercollegiate team championships or, and you also had intercollegiate single championships, which none of us made that one. But we made team for also the first time this year. And so that was basically double elimination, best of seven Baker, once you had you completed your seeding games. So even the formats were completely different. Um, but it's just two different national championships that we were able to compete for with us, one being NCAA and falling underneath that. But then we also compete in USBC tournaments while they still maybe count as NCAA tournaments. We get kind of points towards both. And so that's how we were able to compete in both of them. But hmm. that's kind of why they're different because they're two completely different championships. Yeah, cool. Interesting. Yeah. But it's if very you, confusing so, for the first time. Like hearing it myself, it was very confusing for the first time. So yeah. the teams that win either of those would consider themselves to be national champions, I assume, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So I guess cool. next question, does UCF have a bowling team? 
so they can claim a national that championship. University of Central Florida. Uh, yes. I don't think they have a <laughs> team. Um, uh-huh. All right, they can claim this the, one. Then. Was it the Rattlers? Whatever team has a mascot of the Rattlers from Florida, I know does. I think that's the Rattlers. I don't know that team? one. Uh, what is, they're they're uh, in Florida. I forget, but uh, F, FIU, Florida, no, Florida A and M. Florida A&M, yeah. yeah. UCF does not have a bowling team themselves, but they do host a bowling league for under 25-year-olds, oh, apparently. Well, Probably like that's college. That, that's it's kind of... The, sh- the striking knights is what they call it. <laughs> that kind of leads into my next question here, which, so being around bowling so often, like with, you know, practice and and tournaments and everything, do you ever just like go to a bowling alley just like, for fun like with, no. with friends or <laughs> <laughs> no. it's, very, it's very very rare like um the so, comp- like the job even just I to get their for, we've done a party <laughs> um no i if i'm going the bowl it's either the practice or it's very rare that it's for something fun if i'm being <laughs> honest because i am around it so much um, yeah but you go practice sometimes like just at a regular bowling center where there's like kids and families and yeah, drunk yeah, like when I'm 22 year olds bowling, right? <laughs> Usually when I go, it's at 10 a.m. So hopefully not. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, when I'm at home, I go to my home center and I'll practice because I know a lot of people there and they're okay. very nice to me and I will always appreciate their support at home. So, so my actual question here what is your like pet peeve that other people do like not serious bowlers do at a bowling center oh. that you're just like oh my god no why are you doing that um probably like if you if i'm by myself and there's like a giant family next to me it's whenever they're because usually in bowling you have like at least one lane courtesy uh-huh. and which is where if you're up on the approach then no one like steps up to go next to you um, and so usually if there's like families or something and then it's like all of a sudden there's just another person like right next to you in your peripheral <laughs> vision that that bugs me for yeah. sure. Well, that, that um, like gets all up in your, your head space and you're like, you know, you're like, oh man, you're just ready to just, go. You, and then all of a sudden there's somebody right next to you and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you just have to reset sometimes. So. It's not the guys who are down at the ends who like throw the ball as hard as they can and don't care if they hit a, a pin or not that I've always <laughs> experienced when I go to bowling alleys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I mean, I've seen a little bit of everything. Like you see sometimes people who don't work at the bowling center are trying to go get a bowling ball that got stuck in a gutter somewhere. And it's just like, no, you They're see people who just walk right on the, the lane. They just walk yeah. straight down the lane. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're going to fall and Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but it's just no let the <laughs> let the bo- let the bowling workers do their job. So 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 uh what are your thoughts on people over the age of like eight bowling with the uh the bumpers on? I feel I uh, feel attacked. But <laughs> <laughs> I always I say if you're over a certain age and a certain height, just you don't use them. But I know it makes it harder, but I'm just like, please don't. <laughs> because <laughs> you have more strength and sometimes they're actually easier to break than you think they are um because it's not like a hard metal piece it is usually like some sort of like hard plastic that the bumpers are made out of and so i'm yeah. pretty sure it's probably easier to break than people think and if you have someone who's like full strength throwing it at bumpers it may break it so yeah i remember whenever i was a kid i would go to like a bowling birthday party and there would always be one kid who would bullet straight into the bumpers and have it bounce back and forth off of them and and forth. yeah 
seems like that's a great way to break it if you're uh have any strength to you whatsoever so yeah yeah one thing i'm kind of curious about i don't have a good segue for this question but <laughs> um so you've been, i imagine you've been playing bowling for a, a very long time uh were yeah. you like recruited out of high school to come and be on tech's team or did you decide to come to tech and then joined the team uh that way so, yeah so i was recruited um so it's kind of interesting how this all kind of came to be. So Georgia doesn't recognize bowling as like a high school sport. And so. Oh, weird. For so me. Georgia's bad. Is what it's, I'm like, Georgia. it's like one of two states. It's like one of two states that doesn't. <laughs> and so I don't really remember which the other one is. But um, and so when I had to go compete in tournaments, it was very rare that Georgia had stuff, at least at the time when I kind of started bowling. Like I had to kind of find my way to like different tournaments in different states, whether it be North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, um, Alabama, Tennessee. Like I did a lot of tournaments in those states as well. And so um, I had to travel a lot, which led to my dad and I traveling for almost like 30 weekends out of a year once I started like getting really serious about bowling. Um, And there'd be youth national tournaments that I could go to get like recruiting and like visit with college coaches and get to meet them. And I believe that's how coach and I originally met um, was at one of those kind of tournaments. And so then I started doing college visits and went and I visited, I think seven different schools and then tech just ended up being the best fit for me. Nice. What other school did you look at? I looked, let's see, I looked at here, Sam Houston, uh, Lincoln Memorial, let's see Weber international, off the top of my head. I know it's in my, uh, let's see. Um, I know it's in my bio somewhere. I have to go. I keep blinking on this. Um, let me see. Do you have a bio on like latexsports.com? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> oh, they have your Twitters on there. That's interesting. Yeah, they added it because of the whole NIL stuff. Oh, nice. That came out, okay. they added, which I don't even think my, mine's not even on here. I don't even think, but hey, your birthday is March 11th. Yeah, that's my birthday. <laughs> your twitter's okay. on here on your page it is yeah we're, we're all we're all scoping you we're out on the sports. i guess i don't have it in the app part yeah it says you chose tech over sam houston state uab indiana tech pikeville and weber international yeah i don't know if that's Ooh, true or not UAB. i guess you can no, that's yeah true. I, i'm glad um, you didn't pick uab for the yeah, record too. <laughs> well i looked in the link memorial as well but i think i think i just chose not to pursue that anymore pretty early on in my college search but yeah well if i hadn't gone to uab i wouldn't have been here so yeah, i wouldn't have met any of you yeah. guys you you it would have been, been really weird school. having you on our podcast <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. we would have been booing you the entire time <laughs> <laughs> it is weird pulling up a bio of someone who's on the podcast it's a little like <laughs> i can read all the things you've done <laughs> even then i don't feel like some of our bios doesn't quite include everything because, like, my um, freshman year, that 288 game isn't listed in there, but you can go and, like, find the recording. Because Coach records all of our tournaments, and you can go back and rewatch it on our YouTube page. Yeah, yeah I actually pulled yeah, up that the there. national tournament. Um, I pulled it up for a little bit on on the YouTube stream, and I was trying to, trying to watch along. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah, so people, you know, next season um, – if you want to watch tech bowling, it's it's always on their YouTube channel. So go <laughs> give that a follow. Mm-hmm. Probably just was it? La Tech Bowling on YouTube, I assume. Yeah, something like that. At La Tech Bowl. Was it the uh, the NCAA championship or tournament where you had the the perfect Baker game that yep, the team had? That's correct. Yeah. 
I think that was our second match that day because we had lost that morning, and that was during our second match, like game number six. We just popped out at 300 and then had to go to game seven to get, you know, the four points or everything, and we couldn't finish it out. So we were oh, done in two matches yeah. for that. Hey, but that 300 was still really cool. It was exciting yeah. a lot. Yeah, it was very it was very exciting to be there, especially being a part of the game itself. So it's very yeah, cool. It's- it's LaTeX Bowling, youtube.com slash LaTeX Bowling. So check that out um, next season. But um, I think Nathan was going to ask a few minutes ago, what made you choose tech? Was it just academics or was there something about the bowling facilities that was that drew your, your attention or the coaching staff or what? So for me, it was a mix of things. Um, one being the academics with there being the concurrent program here and being able to get my MBA in a little over four years was something that I found very exciting because most places you wouldn't be able to do that Uh, and then I also liked the bowling program and I got along well with coach and uh, not gonna lie the scholarship offer had a little bit to do with that Um, it helps (laughs) it's just a little little better than some of the other places I looked into and so to me it just seemed like the best fit for me yeah Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any more questions this has been very uh, informative what are your thoughts on the NIL Oh, that, that's a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) question. Let's go. (laughs) Um, I mean, I haven't, I know some of the basketball players here have like signed some stuff for it, but I don't know quite how all of that works yet. And so like, I know we can now get paid for like different companies, I think to use like our image. And if we were to run like a fundraiser, I think we could get something for that. But I'm honestly not quite sure on all the rules behind that, but um, I know we have to get like some new form filled out if we have an opportunity, but I'm just kind of lost as to how it works. I know normally with NCAA, at least you couldn't accept the money and sponsorships unless it was like something to do with a tournament and like your expenses. Um, so I'm not quite sure how that changes all of that and doesn't kind of like counteract it, I guess. So I don't know enough to quite discuss that at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And I- I'm yeah. sure even yeah. like, as a student athlete, I'm sure it's even more confusing for you because all of us fans are sitting over here like, I think I think it means you can be paid now. But like, what does that mean? You can't just be paid to like play your sport still. Right. Um, so, I believe yeah. it means you can be sponsored by an external, yeah. Like, yeah. non-school um, affiliated organization. Yeah, because I think with um, tech, like now, I think different companies or some will have access to like all of the student athlete images. Um, through, I think, the whole Thrive account that Tech is doing, or at least that's what they're calling their program. Um, and so I think that will somehow boost all of that, I guess. Again, I'm not quite sure how all of it's connected so what, quite yet. So. so what I'm hearing is you're about to be rich, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. Bowling's very small here. <laughs> we, might be the, we might be the highest ranked team on campus, but still, we're still trying to get the word out that we exist at yeah. the same time. I was actually about to well, ask about that. It's like, what's it like being such a successful team at Tech um, where, like, most of the school, like you just said, may not even know that there's a bowling yeah. team even on campus? I mean, sometimes it is kind of frustrating because they're just like, oh, there's, I think one time actually last year, I was at the bowling center practicing with a La Tech bowling shirt on. They're like, are you on the bowling team? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm just here. But yeah, um, so sometimes you get some of that and it's just like, okay we do exist and everything. And, um, we actually, one of my teammates, Sarah, she's now the SAC president, um, which is deals with student athlete academic 
I'm not quite sure what the acronym is. I probably should know that. Um, but she's outside present. So we're hoping that that'll help get the word out a little bit about us and everything. Cause now she'll be working more closely with, I think Dr. Wood on some things and different people in athletics. Uh, so hopefully that'll get us out there a little more. And obviously with us having such a great season this year, hopefully more people now starting to recognize us as actually being a decent team. A, a decent sounds like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're selling yourself a little short. Yeah. yeah, I mean you're a top ten team for yeah. sure. And, yeah. and part of it, um, which part of the problem is that we just we don't bring in money that like football, basketball, baseball does, and we don't yeah. bring in quite that recognition to rust in being a big sport because bowling isn't a big sport as it is, and there's not a lot of money in it, and so that makes it kind of hard as it is. It's a it's a real shame that Rustin or or Tech in general doesn't have like a big bowling center in the area that you could have a tournament here and have people at the university come watch because I think that would be something that would be really great for the team right. is to have right. people be able to come in and watch you you know compete. Right. But it's I mean, Tech's really bowling cool. center is only like what six lanes or something like that. Yeah, there's six. Um, but it's actually really cool seeing last year. We were at the Smyrna tournament, actually, and SFA was competing there. And all of a sudden, we just hear this massive cheering, and we're like, what is all that? And I guess their baseball team was competing in the same area at the time, and so they were able to come in and watch them and support them. So it would be nice to have a bowling center closer oh, that we could have a host really tournament. Cool. Um, but we weren't – it's just when we had our host – we actually hosted the tournament last season, but it was so small because, you know, we only have six lanes in Ruston and – some people were able to come out and watch. And I think some of the tennis girls and some people from track and some different sports came out to watch us because in Lambert, they have that glass wall that you can kind of see through. And so oh, they yeah. were sit out there on some bleachers because we couldn't mm. everything. They couldn't be like in the facility. Exactly. Yeah. So they were able to be there. But yeah, we had an eight team tournament uh, back in November, but I don't think we're hosting one again. Or if we do, it's in Dallas this season. Ooh, okay. Well, there's there's a lot of tech alums in Dallas, so maybe uh, maybe we can get including me. So yeah, we can get. Uh, hopefully, we can hopefully we can have spectators. Yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. this season, which would be nice because that's something that I've definitely missed. Because yeah, my parents bit, like coming to a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, there's a big alumni base. So I mean, if if y'all are hosting a tournament, I mean. Yeah, we can we can try to get the word out about that and see if uh, see if we can't get some people yeah. to show up and cheer. But um, so when does the next season start? Um, and you said you're ranked ninth in the off season. So mm-hmm. what what do you think the outlook is for next season? You know, are y'all pushing for a national title? Are you pushing for a conference championship? What's yeah. the we're what's always the word pushing on next the win. Season? We're always yeah. pushing the win. Um, Tech is very, <laughs> Good answer. I guess coach is very big on that. Um, whether it be academically or athletically, um, he wants us to win at everything we possibly can. Um, so we're definitely going for any kind of championship. Um, we actually recruited two transfers and a freshman for next season, on top of um, the originals who are, are I guess, staying. Um, and so I think we'll definitely be pretty good and have another shot this year at making NCAA and USBC championships again. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good season for sure. Nice. And yeah, when does I'm that start? Just listening to this. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, our season, uh, it'll technically it officially starts October 1st. Okay. Um, I 
believe we have a tournament that weekend, but the official schedule hasn't come out yet. So I'm not 100% sure on what's what yet. Nice. Well, yeah, that, like Nathan said, I mean, I'm kind of hyped. Just like, ooh, let's go. Yeah. When's this Dallas tournament? <laughs> let's go. I want to watch some bowling. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll make, I mean, Daniel Adams can come watch too. He's he's uh, he's big into bowling. And um, I know there's a big bowling scene in Dallas in general in DFW. Sure. So um, hopefully, you know, y'all can have fans out there and uh, and we'll have to have GTPDD represented at these uh, <laughs> these bowling For sure. tournaments. For sure. But yeah, so um, one last thing to do before we wrap up, I think, um, and and not bowling related for this. Yeah, uh, Evan, you had a tweet of the week that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, this one, um, unfortunately, not bowling related, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a great tweet nonetheless. It's from someone named Ruben Frank on Twitter at Rube NBCS. I believe he's a uh, reporter covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he tweets a picture and says Boston Scott, who is five foot six, one ninety five, introduced himself after practice as Milton Williams, six foot three, two hundred ninety pound security detail. And then the picture is Milton <laughs> Williams standing, smiling at a microphone, and Boston Scott just standing next to him, like like a bodyguard, like a bouncer at a club or something, with sunglasses <laughs> on. <laughs> and it's just very comical because Boston Scott is, you know what is that short nine nine inches shorter than him <laughs> so uh very good to see you know two tech players um in the nfl and then on the same team as well so really cool with uh training camp starting back up for for the nfl to see that tweet come out yeah um so uh emily is there anywhere for like i know you said earlier that that twitter is not really your thing is there anywhere that people should either follow you or follow tech bowling on social media uh, you can definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm pretty much at Giddy Lime, G-I-T-Y-L-I-M-E. Um, and then you can follow La Tech Bowling pretty much everywhere. We're on YouTube, Facebook. We have an Instagram page. We have Twitter. So yeah, you can follow us pretty much any, everywhere on that. Great. Um, but yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog where we have a couple recent posts up um, doing using some math to figure out how likely it was for Tech to win some football games because football season's right around the corner. That blog's at gtpdd.dog. That's dot D-O-G. Um, also, this Wednesday or the day after this episode comes out will be the launch of the GoTech Please Don't Die store where we'll have some cool shirts, stickers, and other kind of things uh, up for sale. And hopefully you may sell one or two. Uh, that again is on the blog and website gtpdd.dog. Is that slash store or slash shop? Get straight there. Slash shop. Okay. gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Daniel. And I'm Emily. <laughs> and GoTech Please Don't Die. So Nathan, stick with the eight pound ball. Basically, is what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, we've it to, we've the If you feel like you could try nine and maybe go up to nine, but don't. I think I dislocated my shoulder just thinking about a sixteen pound ball. So. <laughs>